0: You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church, Midrand. The place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hello, welcome again to our broadcast today. It's so good to be together and to look into the Word of God, the perfect law of liberty. I'm excited to bring the Word of God to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is Father's Day. We're celebrating Father's Day. We honor the Father's fathers in the house, fathers in our lives who are the father figures in your life. You know, it's, um, it's wonderful to really have a father um, in your life. We're living in a time and in a, in a generation of fatherlessness. There's so much fatherlessness in our generation today and uh, we, know, we know that uh, fathers have a major role to play in the lives of the children and also even in our society. So, you might not have a biological father, you might not, you might not, um, maybe your your children don't have a biological father, but let me tell you something, there are people out there who can help to father and guide and mentor those children, and to help them to be um, good examples in society. So, uh, I just want to take this moment, this time, to honor all the fathers in the house, and all the fathers in our lives. Okay. Uh, I, just take, I, just, I just appreciate God for, for fathers, really. Okay. I'm a father myself. So <laughs> I thank God for my life. <laughs> Hallelujah, if I may put it that way. But um, we're talking today about the faith of our fathers. The faith of our fathers. I want you to know that faith, faith is multi-generational. Faith is, is is transferred from one generation to the other, and uh, the faith that we have today did not originate with us. It did not originate with us. It started, it started from God. It originated from God, and then God now transferred it to our fathers in the faith, our forefathers in the spirit, and now we are, um, we are walking. We are also we have that same faith. But you know, the question for me is this, and which I want to pose uh, and share with you. I want to pose this question and ask you, the faith that we have, if it is the same faith that our fathers have, how come we're not having the same kind of results that our fathers had? To me, that means that there is something wrong somewhere. Okay, but let's look, at, let's look at the scriptures, the perfect law of liberty. Uh, let's start from Jude chapter 1. Jude only has one chapter, so we'll read verse 3. He says, Beloved, while I was diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly For the faith which was once delivered, uh, once for all delivered to all saints. There is a faith that was once delivered for all the saints. Okay, we've got that faith. It was delivered to us. This faith was delivered to us. We are to contend for this faith. We are living in a generation right now that faith is becoming scarce. And Jesus said it in the book of Luke chapter 18 where he was talking about um, the widow. When he was talking about the widow who wanted justice from the unjust judge. And the woman was persistent. Jesus used that parable to teach us about prayer. But then at the end of that parable, Jesus said, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? There is a faith that was delivered to us. But are we going to keep this faith? Are we going to walk in this faith? Are we going to develop this faith? I want to say this, that this faith that was once delivered to the saints is available today. It's the same faith that our fathers walked in. It's the same faith that our fathers used to produce great results. Results that we read about in the Bible. Yes. Yes. So these, this, this, this faith is vital and we need, we need this faith to become operational in our generation. We need this faith of our fathers to begin to work to change our generation. So I want, to look at, I want us to look at a few scriptures, but before then, let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report, a good testimony. So that's the faith we're talking about. The faith of our fathers is the faith that enabled the elders. Our elders in the faith. This is the faith that enabled them to obtain a good testimony. To obtain a good testimony. There's so many testimonies. The Bible is full of testimonies. Full of testimonies of our, uh, the faith of our fathers. What the faith of our fathers worked. We have, we have no excuse in our generation not to walk in faith not to walk in great faith. In fact, we have no excuse not to advance the faith beyond where our fathers stopped. All right? So uh, there's something wrong with us. We need to wake up as the body of Christ. I want to read from the book of Exodus. In Exodus chapter 3, you remember that uh, Moses... Uh, the, the, the Israelites were in bondage. They were in Egypt for, uh, for, for many years. Okay, they were in, 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 they were in bondage. They suffered a lot of persecution. For 400 years they were in bondage. And now it was time for God to deliver them. And for God to deliver them from the house of bondage. And God needed someone. God needed someone, and that person we know is Moses. Okay, Now, Moses is in Midian, and he has an experience there. The Bible says in chapter 3 of Exodus, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert, And came to Horeb the mount of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush. So he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that Moses turned aside to look, he called to him. From the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, I said, uh, moreover, he said, I am the God of your father. Okay. All right. The faith of our fathers comes from the God of our fathers the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, and I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the land of Egypt uh, and to bring them up from that land to a good land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now the point I want to make here is that God introduces himself to Moses as the God of his father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. These are men that walked with God. These are men that walked with faith. They walked by faith. So these men, their lives were characterized by faith. Their lives were characterized by faith. And so as fathers, Today we need to demonstrate the faith that our children can look back and see and know what it means to walk by faith, to know how to walk with God. These people, these people walked with God. Their faith is something that we draw inspiration from up till today thousands of years ago, 4,000 years ago, and we are still drawing from their examples. Some of them even further than 4,000 years, 5,000 years, and the faith is still alive. So Jude is telling the saints, we need to contend for that faith. Contend. The word to contend means to fight. Fight for that faith. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. It is very possible to lose your faith. It is possible for you to stop believing God. There are many people, many people who have, have had a shipwreck of their faith. Many people have stopped believing God. Many people have stopped trusting God. For example, now we are in a, we're going through this season with this pandemic. I'm buying this virus in the name of Jesus. I command it. I command in the name of Jesus that this virus will lose its power over God's people in the name of Jesus. I curse this virus. I command it to lose its power. Weaken it by the authority of God's word in the name of Jesus. Let Let the sting of death be removed from this virus in the name of Jesus. Now, you see, there is so much we can use faith for. There is so much we can do with faith. So that's why the enemy, the enemy will do everything he can to ensure that you do not receive and walk in the faith that was once delivered. There's a faith that was delivered. There's a faith now that is, is based on... It's not Bible faith, you know. It's like people who now, they, 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 they just believe based on calculations. And um, because of the high education of today as compared to the days of our fathers we have so much knowledge and so we depend more on our knowledge than on the word of god and so that has been our struggle our knowledge and our wisdom has been our crutch we've been we've been depending on 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 our on our wisdom <laughs> You know, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. But we are leaning on our understanding today. We are putting faith in what we understand. If we don't understand it, we can't believe it. We wait until we can understand it before we can believe it. That's not how faith works. It doesn't, it's 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 not it's not Bible faith. So that is Mental faith, and that's not Bible faith. If you have to wait, imagine, I mean, you you get into the car, you you turn on the ignition and you drive off. Did you take time to understand the mechanism, the, 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 the components, the engine, all that goes on in that engine? Did you take time to understand it before you drove that car? No, you didn't. You just turned the ignition and you started moving. You see, so, but when it comes to walking with God, we want to be able to explain everything. And so we, we cause ourselves to stumble. The elders didn't have as much knowledge as we have, but they were able to do great exploits. They were able to get a testimony, a good testimony about faith. So we need to go back to the faith of our fathers. Go back to the simplicity. The simplicity of faith. And begin to trust God. Begin to build your life and your trust on the word of God. If we don't do that, we're going to regret. And in eternity, we will be the most shameful generation. (laughs) God forbid. We, We don't want to be like that. We want to be like that generation that also brought something to the earth hallelujah so moses moses is there but and and he's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep and god appears to him and is talking to him and god commissions him all right but god introduces himself as the god of his fathers the god of abraham isaac and jacob and then god now sends him to Pharaoh, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. But you see, Moses, that encounter put faith into Moses. It put faith into Moses. The voice of God put faith into Moses. The word of God put faith into Moses. Remember, at that time, there was nothing in writing concerning the word of God. Moses was the first person to write the word of God, right? Yeah. So, um, well, Yeah, Moses wrote the first five books. Let me put it that way. Maybe not the first person to write, but he wrote the first five books. And he revealed many things to us about God right from the beginning. So there was no Bible in writing for Moses to to read and then have faith. But he heard God and that put faith into him. God was able to transfer the same faith that he put into Abraham and into Isaac and into Jacob and now is entering into Moses. And Moses is now about to embark on a mission to deliver a whole nation and to crush a superpower. There is a kind of faith that is required to bring down a nation and to deliver a nation. So we need that kind of faith today. We need people who will stand uh, stand by the authority of God's word and by the command of God and will stretch their hands and say, you, whatever it is the enemy is doing, you stop it. We can put a stop to what the enemy is doing by faith. We can stop what the enemy is doing. We can stop what the enemy is doing in our communities by faith. It is the same faith that our fathers walked in. So if you are a father today, I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to develop your faith. I'm challenging you to begin to build your faith and not to depend on what You know, the weakness in this generation not to depend on the faithlessness of this generation and to go back to the faith that was once delivered to us and let us start building again. Let's build with with the word of God, with the faith that was delivered to us. It was delivered to our fathers and now it is being delivered to us today. Get ready to do great things for God. Get ready, hallelujah, to establish God's reign, God's domain, God's authority where you are. By faith, get ready to do it by faith. Let's get ready, hallelujah. So with the faith of our fathers, we can do that. The faith that was delivered to us, we can do that. I love that hymn, Faith of Our Fathers. <laughs> Hallelujah. And and I, I want us to look at Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. And let's look at a few things. There are many things that the faith of our fathers were able to accomplish. You know, today when we talk about faith, people only think about, oh, well, you know, I just need, um, I need to buy a new car, I need to buy a new house, and And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with those things. Uh, You know, it's all part of it. But, what about the exploits that our fathers did? We need to outdo them. (laughs) Amen. The same faith we can do more. Jesus said, the works that I do shall ye do. And greater works than this because I go to the Father. Why would Jesus say that? Because he is giving the disciples the same faith that he used to work the works of God. And so you and I have also the same faith, the same faith, my Lord. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, and I want to read verse 4. First of all, it says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through uh and through it he being dead still speaks it was by faith now i'm not sure um there isn't any mention of adam operating faith <laughs> like i mean here we just see it starts with it starts with abel it doesn't start with Adam, it starts with Abel. By by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And I'm sure that Abel got that from his father. I'm sure that his father taught him. His father transferred faith to him. His father and his mother, they taught him. They taught the two of them. But guess what? Cain. Cain wanted to do things his own way. He was too smart. (laughs) Too smart to learn from the fathers. You know how it is. Young people always know more than the parents. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that was the situation here. But Abel, Abel walked by faith. And the Bible says that he offered to God a more excellent sacrifice by faith. So the faith of our fathers is able to sacrifice. It's, it's, it's a faith that sacrifices. So the level of our sacrifice—you know—we're living in a generation now that sacrifice is a strange word. It's <laughs> a sacrifice. It's a strange word. Sacrifice. Everything is centered on self now. There's no self. There's there's no sacrifice anymore. No. But I'm telling you the faith of our fathers is going to provoke us to sacrifice more excellently to God. If we would allow that faith to develop in us, you can sacrifice. And God is not asking you to bring animals today. No. You you can sacrifice. First of all, your life needs to be a living sacrifice according, according to Romans chapter 12 verse 1. All right, he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, uh, that you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice to God. Yes, so we, we offer our bodies as a sacrifice. Sacrifice is something we do by faith. We do that by faith. So your body, you sacrifice your body. To God, you lay your body on the altar. How do you do that, Pastor? It means that you, 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 there are things you have to say no to because you are saying yes to God, there are things you have to give up because you're saying yes to God. Okay, so sacrifice the faith of our fathers is a faith that sacrifices. Sacrifices, we are. We are enjoying certain things today because of the sacrifices of our fathers in the faith. If Abraham did not sacrifice Isaac, what do you think? What do you think our faith will be like today? So his obedience, his obedience, his sacrifice is something we need to learn from. Okay, yes. So we know also by faith Enoch walked with God. He he was taken away so that he did not see death. You know, he was not found because he had been taken away. <laughs> yes, and he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God by faith. Remember. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So our fathers were able to please God. Now, were they perfect? No, they were not perfect. But they were men and women of faith. Our fathers and our mothers, they were men and women of faith. And by faith, they were able to please God. Are we going to have fathers today that will rise up, that the next generations, the coming generations will look back and then begin to talk about our faith, will they be able to talk about our sacrifices to God? Yes. what have you given up for God? What have you been able to give up for God? Can, is, there, is there anything you've given up for God lately? Sacrifice is part of what is required to advance the kingdom of God. So. So the faith of our fathers is a faith that sacrifices, but it's also a faith that pleases God. It walks with God. The just shall live by faith, and we live by faith. So, as a father, in fact, well, let, let's look at the word father. The word father in the in the um, in the in the Hebrew is Abba, okay, Ab, Abba, and. Uh, the Greek is Peter. Um, I've forgotten the <laughs> pronunciation. Okay, so, but it means source. Okay, a father is a source. A father is a source. Now, if we say faith of our fathers, we're talking about faith that is able to source things. Okay, about a faith, if we, when we begin to walk in the faith of our fathers, it's a faith that is able to originate things. It's a faith that is able to bring things forth. Okay, so get ready. If you start walking in the faith of our fathers, there are things you're going to begin to birth from your life, there are things that will come forth out of your life. God wants to birth some new things in our generation, but there is a kind of faith that is required for that. That's why you need to see faith beyond just your, you know, little world. Start looking at faith and using how you can use faith to make the earth better, to make the world a better place, to make the kingdom of God advance, to, to establish God's will and purposes. Start using your faith to stop the the demonic encroachment. the, the, The move of the enemy. Start using your faith for things like that. Use your faith to originate certain manifestations of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So I'm trusting God that God will do something in your life. God will ignite something in your heart that will lead to certain manifestations that will bless our generation so that faith of our fathers a father is also a, a, a provider the faith of our fathers provides okay the faith of our fathers is able to provide yeah Now, God is the ultimate provider. (laughs) He's Father. And uh, so fathers are supposed to provide for their families. They're supposed to provide for their children. But when you are walking in the faith of the fathers, you don't need to be a father to walk in the faith of the fathers. So so it doesn't matter whether you are male or or female you can operate in the faith of the fathers. So when you start operating in the faith of the fathers, you start manifesting certain qualities from your life. And I'm not replacing, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be any place for fathers, but I'm, telling, I'm, I'm specifically dealing with the faith of the fathers. Let's look at an example of um, the faith of a father bringing provision. You remember the story, you remember Elijah the prophet. You remember when he declared before um, Ahab, there's not going to be rain or dew except my word. Let's look at 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 17. In 1 Kings chapter 17, a very interesting account here. Wow. Verse 1, it says, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel, before whom I stand, as lives, therefore there shall, be, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except by my word. Can you imagine that? It takes faith to make such a proclamation. He's he's not even saying, I pray in the name of what... He He didn't even pray. He just went, he stood in front of the king and said, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there will not be rain or dew except at my word. And he walks away. And from that day, the heavens close. There is a faith that was involved in that operation. In case you don't know. There's a faith that closed the heavens. Alright. So it closed the heavens. Why? To bring judgment on the nation. But. Verse 8. Look at what happened. It says. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying. Arise. You remember. Before this. He had gone to the brook chariot. And God was providing for him there. All right, the raven will bring food to him. Imagine a raven bringing food to a prophet. A raven is one of the most selfish birds. Yet it was bringing provision. God is saying something there. There is something about the faith of the fathers that defies the natural, uh, defies nature, and brings about the supernatural. So here in verse 8, The word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. I have commanded a widow to provide for you. You would think that when God is trying to provide for him, he's going to take him to somebody with so much resources, right? And he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, please bring with me a morsel of bread in your hand. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread only a handful of flour in, the, in a bin and a little oil in the jar and see that I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. <laughs> and Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. And make me a small cake from it first. And bring it to me. And afterward make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. The bean of flour shall not be used up. Nor shall the jar of oil run dry. Until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Now this is an incredible story an incredible manifestation and an incredible operation of the faith of the fathers coupled with the power of God. But you see, let me say this, in any time God is going to do things in your life, He usually will give you instructions. Many people want to do great things for God, but they don't want to obey God. How are you going to do that? Here, this woman, God told Elijah, I've I've spoken to the widow, I've prepared a widow to provide for you. Meanwhile, this lady didn't have an abundance. She actually had the the last portion, the last meal that She was on the last meal. And you would think that when God wants to provide for the prophet, he would take the prophet to someone that has surplus. But God is showing us here that he doesn't operate according to our thinking. He doesn't think like us. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways than our ways. And that's why you need to be careful not to allow your education to limit your experience of God, to limit your walk with God. Learn to hear God and obey him. And The faith of our fathers, for the faith of our fathers, the faith that was delivered, To begin to work and produce and provide for you and for your family. There is a need for you to hear God and to obey him. To obey his instructions. God commanded Elijah to go to this widow. And Elijah went. He went there and he saw the widow. And Elijah did not look at her situation. When God said, I've prepared this woman to provide for you, I've I've commanded her to to provide for you. The woman, can you imagine? I mean, put yourself in this woman's shoes. If you were the one that God spoke to and told you, you're going to provide for, let's say, a man of God, a prophet, or for anybody, for someone. You're going to provide for someone. And you only have your last meal remaining. And God is saying, this person is going to stay with you. I'm I'm not sure how long for, but for many months, okay? For many months, he's going to stay with you for many months, and you're going to be feeding him every day. And God says to you, you're going to provide for him, but you know that that that's your last and this man has the audacity, he comes and he says to her, get me water, okay? And, and as she's going, she says, by the way, get me bread. And, and he says to her, and she says to him, this bread, this is the last flour, this is the last oil. And honestly, I was just preparing, I was just thinking of how I for my son and myself to eat and this will be our last meal. Elijah says, Don't be worried. Just do what I said. (laughs) Feed me first. (laughs) Okay? Feed me first. Then after that, after that, you're going to now feed yourself. And this provision is not going to run out until the day God sends rain. And this woman did it. So this woman received the word from Elijah. She had faith in that word and she went and began to do what God said. And we know that according to the word of Elijah, there was provision until rain came. Hallelujah. Amazing. Now let's look at another example. The faith of our fathers. What does it do? There are many things. Okay. If you study your Bible, you'll see all the things that happen by faith is the faith of our fathers and that is the faith that was once delivered. It's the same faith that we are going to use to change our world today. It's the same faith. That's what we need. That's what we need to start working in. And stop, looking at, at, uh, stop looking at the situation and start looking up to God because God is about to surprise you. Look at something. Another thing the faith of our father does, our father Abraham, another father. So Elijah is one of our fathers in the faith, in the spirit. Abraham is also our father. It says by faith, verse 8 of Hebrews 11, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place. Which he would receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was going. Oh my goodness. What kind of faith is that? And by faith he dwelt in the land of promise. As in a foreign country. Dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. And heirs with him of the same promise. You know. By faith. Abraham obeyed God. God called him out of the place where he was born. Just like for, uh, for my family and I, we were also called out. We were called out into this place. And I'm telling you, it was by faith the same way God spoke. And it took a lot to take that step. But you see, if you're walking with the faith of the fathers, the faith that was delivered, all you need is the word of God. Remember we said faith begins with God's word. Faith does not begin with desire. No, it begins with the word of God. So if God did not speak and you go, you are not in faith. You are maybe in desire. Maybe you are in a dream or something, you know, but not faith. So for God to, for you to take that kind of step, you need to hear God. You need to hear God clearly. All right. This is not just you just cooking up something. No. Yeah. So God has to speak. So God spoke to Abraham, and then he went out to a place. He wasn't. He didn't even know where he was going. And then the Bible says, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign land. Hmm? Oh my the 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 challenge I have to um, a lot of a lot of. Um, The people of South Africa is that you need to learn. Learn to go out. (laughs) Yes. Get ready. If you don't have a passport, go get a passport. All right? Get ready to go out. Travel. Get out. And experience. Experience the rest of the world. Know what it is like to, 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 to be in a place you were not born. Okay? It would do you good. It's good for your faith. Just do it. Hallelujah. Yeah, even if it's just for a visit, just go. Yeah, just go visit and come back. It's a good thing. But for you to relocate, you need to hear God. All right? Don't just move because it's a good idea. Hear God. Faith of our fathers, it moves. It moves without even knowing where it's going. Hmm. Yes, it says, for he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The faith of our fathers is able to receive a city whose builder and maker is God, is able to believe God for a city. Can you believe God for a city? Can you believe God for a nation? It, there is a kind of faith, and it's a faith that was delivered to us. It's the faith of the fathers. So you might be there, just you know, oh Lord, I'm I, I'm believing God for, I'm believing God for accommodation. And meanwhile, God is saying, you are supposed to be believing me for a city, and you are still believing for for, for accommodation. Huh? Just for a house. Start believing for a city. Oh, hallelujah. The faith of our fathers is able to do so much. So much. We can change the landscape. We can change the landscape of of our generation with this faith. With this faith. We can change. We can change nations. We can transform nations. With the faith of our fathers. To be honest, there's no limit to what God can do. A lot of times, it's not because God is not willing, it's because we're not able to believe and to trust Him when He speaks to us. That is our challenge. And many times you think that God, God is not really in the business of making things easy for you. Okay? Don't get that out of your mind. If you think God is going to make it easy for you to, to, to walk with him, to make it easy for you to, to experience the supernatural, no, no, no. He has already made he's made it easy already by sending Jesus and to make the faith available. He has made it easy for you to hear his word and then to, re- to receive faith when his word comes. Now for you to release the power of that faith, you need to obey him. Yeah, that's why God will give someone like Abraham at that age It's a, a strange instruction. And how do, how do you think it was? Was it an easy decision for him? No, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was. It was God speaking. God spoke to him and he heard God. And he told Sarah his wife, God has spoken. Now we're going. Where are we going to, honey? I don't know, but we're just going. And then God said to him, you're going to be a father of multitudes. And imagine for 25 years he's waiting for that promise. I don't know how many people have that kind of patience today. In this instant uh, generation, everything is instant. But you see, the faith of our fathers can wait. It can wait even if it takes a lifetime, it is not it is not intimidated. The faith of our father is not intimidated by waiting, you know, by waiting period. No, no, you, you will still be actively engaged in trusting God while waiting. And and and, and if you if you're going to walk and then become the kind of example, leave an example and a legacy. For the coming generations, you need this faith. You need this faith of our fathers. The coming generations should be able to look back and they say, Our father did this and that. Trusted God like this, walked with God like this, and then be inspired. They get inspired to to obey God, to walk and to trust God because of your obedience, because of your faith. So I am challenging every father in the house. To wake up and let your faith begin to rise up. And I'm not just saying you just go and do reckless things. No, that's not what I'm saying. You, you just need to start by believing God. Start believing God. Start trusting God. You, you need to begin to position yourself to be able to hear God. Sometimes God is not speaking because we, we are, our hearts are not aligned. Our hearts are not in a condition whereby God can even speak. So that's why we don't hear God. That's why we don't get certain instructions from God. If Elijah was not at the right place internally to be instructed to go to a widow, he would not have gone. If the widow were not in the right place internally to receive the instruction of Elijah, she she wouldn't have obeyed. So a lot of times we don't hear God because our hearts are not right. So there's a kind of heart that is conducive for the faith of the fathers to operate. In. And you need to cultivate that kind of heart. You need to cultivate that kind of heart. There's a kind of humility that is required. And many of us in our generation, we don't have that kind of humility. I'm telling you. So God cannot instruct you. God cannot instruct you because he knows if he speaks to you, you 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 are going to become Too big for anybody to instruct after that. So, we don't have that kind of heart. So, God doesn't bother to communicate those kind of instructions that will bring about the kind of transformation that we need. So, we need the faith of the fathers. Hallelujah. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you face. Do you know that your situation is really... Is really immaterial to God. What you are faced with, the challenges you are faced with, honestly are insignificant. What you need is to have the kind of heart that is conducive to develop this faith, to grow this faith, the faith that was delivered to us. You need to fight to protect it, fight to Build it up, fight to grow it and fight to start manifesting, manifesting the kingdom of God, manifesting the power of God, manifesting the glory of God through the faith that was once delivered to us. Contend, let's contend for that faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Huh? My time is gone. I have to stop now, but Father, I just thank you. I bless you, bless you for your people. Thank you for my brother, my sister. Listening to this, I ask for the faith of our fathers. Let this faith, of oh God, rise up. Lord God, that you will, out of this message, out of this uh, move of your spirit, this staring, O oh God, raise men and women that will change history with the faith that was once delivered. The same faith, oh God. Mighty God, I thank you. I thank you. The faith that can defeat the power of sin. The faith that can defeat compromise. Lord God, the faith, the same faith that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego worked in. Let it be worked in in your people. The faith that the elders used to obtain. Good testimony. Thank you, Father. And I bless all the fathers in the house. Receive more grace. To carry more. To endure more. May your capacity be increased. Yes. To provide, to protect, to nourish your family. Receive that grace right now. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now, if you're not born again, then you don't know the love of the Father. God is our Father. He's the source of fatherhood. So, I want to give you that opportunity to receive Him into your heart. And if you want to receive Jesus into your heart, you just pray this prayer. I'll pray, then you repeat after me, and then after that, I'll pray for you. Say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. I open my heart and I say, Jesus, come in. I believe in you. You died and you rose on the third day to give me life. I welcome you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sins. And make me a brand new person. Thank you, Jesus. I receive you. Amen. Now let me pray for you, Father. I pray, I pray for my brother, and my sister. has pray this prayer. Let Your kingdom come over them in their lives, Lord God. I ask for the new creation reality, for the, oh Lord God, the work of regeneration. <laughs> Thank you, Father. You said, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. The old is gone; the new has come. Thank you for forgiving their sins, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you want to give as you give, I want to pray for you. So give your tithe, your offering, to support the work of God. I want to speak a blessing over your life right now. Father, I pray. I pray for your people as they give. Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus for a release, O oh God, of financial wisdom. Oh Lord God, ideas, wealth creating ideas. Help them, oh God. Bless the works of their hands. Cause increase I release promotions, jobs, opportunities, businesses, contracts. I release them over you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and remember continue to develop that faith all right god bless you real good see you same time next week and share this message with your friends and your family and god bless you richly amen this ministry has come to you live from every nation midrand for other life changing messages and more information log on to www.everynationmidrand.org